is a blanket excuse for all of the hot, smoggy city's excesses. It may be 107 degrees today, they'll brag, but at least it's a dry heat. But New York is a wet heat. By the time I reach the studio ten blocks away on a desolate stretch in the West 50s, my hair, which I keep hidden under a cap, is damp. I pull a cigarette from my pocket and my hand shakes as I light up. I've had a slight tremor for the last year or so. After extensive medical checks, the doctors declared it nothing more than nerves and advised me to try yoga. When I get to the studio, Aldous is waiting outside under the awning. He looks at me, at my cigarette, back at my face. I can tell by the way that he's eyeballing me he's trying to decide whether he needs to be good cop or bad cop. I must look like shit because he opts for good cop. Good morning, sunshine, he says jovially. Yeah, what's ever good about morning? I try to make it sound like a joke. Technically, it's afternoon now. We're running late. I stub out my cigarette. Aldous puts a giant paw on my shoulder, incongruously gentle. We just want one guitar track on sugar, just to give it that little something extra so fans buy it all over again. <laughs> he laughs, shakes his head at what the business has become. Then you have lunch with Shuffle, and we have a photo shoot for that Fashion Rocks thing for the Times with the rest of the band around five, and then a quick drinks thing with some money guys at the label, and then I'm off to the airport. Tomorrow you have a quick little meeting with publicity and merchandising. Just smile and don't say a lot. After that, you're on your lonesome until London. On my lonesome? As opposed to being in the warm bosom of family when we're all together, I say. Only I say it to myself. More and more lately, it seems as though the majority of my conversations are with myself. Given half the stuff I think, that's probably a good thing. But this time, I really will be by myself. Aldous and the rest of the band are flying to England tonight. I was supposed to be on the same flight as them until I realized that today was Friday the 13th, and I was like, no fucking way. I'm dreading this tour enough as it is, so I'm not jinxing it further by leaving on the official day of bad luck. So I'd had Aldous book me a day later. We're shooting a video in London and then doing a bunch of press before we start the European leg of our tour, so it's not like I'm missing a show, just a preliminary meeting with our video director. I don't need to hear about his artistic vision. When we start shooting, I'll do what he tells me. I follow Aldous into the studio and enter a soundproof booth where it's just me and a row of guitars. On the other side of the glass sit our producer, Stim, and the sound engineers. Aldous joins them. Okay, Adam, says Stim. One more track on the bridge and the chorus, just to make that hook that much more sticky. We'll play with the vocals in the mixing. Hooky. Sticky. Got it. I put on my headphones and pick up my guitar to tune up and warm up. I try not to notice that, in spite of what Aldous said a few minutes ago, it feels like I'm already all on my lonesome. Me alone in a soundproof booth. Don't overthink it, I tell myself. This is how you record in a technologically advanced studio. The only problem is, I felt the same way a few nights ago at the Garden. Up on stage in front of 18,000 fans, alongside the people who once upon a time were part of my family. I felt as alone as I do in this booth. Still, it could be worse. I start to play and my fingers nimble up, and I get off the stool and bang and crank against my guitar, pummel it until it screeches and screams just the way I want it to. Or almost the way I want it to. There's probably a hundred grand's worth of guitars in this room, but none of them sound as good as my old Les Paul Jr., the guitar I'd had for ages, the one I'd recorded our first albums on, 
the one that in a fit of stupidity or hubris or whatever, I'd allowed to be auctioned off for charity. The shiny, expensive replacements have never sounded or felt quite right. Still, when I crank it up loud, I do manage to lose myself for a second or two. But it's over all too soon, and then Stim and the engineers are shaking my hand and wishing me luck on tour, and Aldous is shepherding me out the door and into a town car, and we're whizzing down Ninth Avenue to Soho, to a hotel whose restaurant the publicists from our record label have decided is a good spot for our interview. What, do they think I'm less likely to rant or say something alienating if I'm in an expensive public place? I remember back in the very early days when the interviewers wrote zines or blogs and were fans mostly wanted to rock talk, to discuss the music, and they wanted to speak to all of us together. More often than not, it just turned into a normal conversation with everyone shouting their opinions over one another. Back then, I never worried about guarding my words. But now the reporters interrogate me and the band.